0: On right, guys, welcome to Free Coffee. Today is a first in many ways. Um, this is a second take because we were just interrupted by a FaceTime call. But today I'm joined by Anthony Spitaro. Anthony, thank you so much for doing this, man. This is a first for me in many different ways. I'm not sure if you've ever done a podcast over Zoom, but this is this is something special and it's timely, right? Like this is something. You and I talk every day about what's going on in the market, what's going on in the business world, um, and you and I are both in our first market recession as young business professionals and young entrepreneurs. Um, first of all, thank you so much for doing this, and thank you for coming on and doing another podcast and sitting down and talking
1: No, of course this is this is like you said, man, this is a first um, for a lot of us actually, not just. You know, us doing the Zoom uh, interview as far as for the podcast or anything, but as far as all of us, we're all going through something for the first time. You know, people in their in their twenties, you know, people in their thirties. This is something that they're facing for the first time ever. So, you know, Absolutely. excited to be on here. Let's let's get rolling, man. Let's talk about this.
0: Absolutely. And just like we said prior to the starting, you know, if you're thirty and under, this is realistically probably your first time in the workforce as a professional um if you are in the workforce going through a market recession and going through a market crash and i'd say that this one is unique in a lot of different ways from 2008 2007 and that it affects everyone on a very very personal level the state of new york is you know basically shut down um and for those of you that don't know uh, me and anthony operate very different businesses but we like to talk and communicate on what we're dealing with and all that sort of stuff Um, And we're also in different states. So Anthony's based out of Pennsylvania. I'm in New York. Um, And I think that's another reason to talk about this, see our different perspectives on all these different things.
1: Yeah, because we're in very similar situations. I know, you know, for our state in Pennsylvania, all non-life sustaining businesses are closed as well as non-essential businesses. So, I mean, a lot of us are facing a lot of tough times as far as, you know, a lot of people right now are losing jobs. After this time, we're going to have a lot of people who aren't going to be able to withstand this period of time or have a job once this whole thing clears over. Um, but again, you know, this is something that we're all facing for the first time, but, you know, we're here to just kind of give you guys some tips, some things as far as to help you adapt transition um, into how to get through this time frame period based off of history, you know, based off of knowing as far as pre- uh, prep, like preparing for what's going to happen because history kind of repeats itself. So we're going to help you guys out.
0: Absolutely. And I think I think one thing that this has definitely showed me is that if I hadn't lived a little bit under my means and taking care of my personal finances up until this point, I would be in a bad spot right now. You know, if I didn't have some sort of money on the sidelines for an emergency fund and my job got cut, if I didn't have, you know, money invested over the past, you know, I've been investing now for four years. Um, you know, that sort of stuff. Thank God I I had the mentors in my life and in school to sort of put me on that track to save money, invest money, make money um, and take care of my personal finances. Because at the end of the day, and you can tell me if you agree or not right now, having some cash on the sidelines makes a big difference. Right. There's going to be a lot of people that unfortunately can't pay their rent, can't can't pay their um, mortgage. and I can't even imagine trying to go through the stress that everyone is going through just living their day-to-day life concerned about their personal health and then also having to deal with the money side of this sort of stuff. It's, it's quite crazy.
1: No, I mean, I think a lot of people have the wrong perspective on as far as what money is, you know, I mean, let's just talk about money for a second because this is, this is the whole topic as far as why we're on here because what's going on right now is affecting the economy in a very, very big way. So the people that are going to be in a quote unquote recession within their own business, um, not just within, you know, the entire market, we already know the entire market as a whole is going to get into what's called a recession. But the biggest thing is is your business going to fall inside that category? And a lot of the times, you know, when you fall inside that category, within, you know, if if you're going to fall into that sort of direction of going out of business and not in that point where you're going to <laughs> withstand this period of time. It's, it's because your money is wrong. And you were thinking about money differently. Think about it like this. And this is something that kind of changed my perspective. If you had a million dollars and you retire at 65 years old in today's age, with today's inflation rate of currency, you have a total of $4,000 per month over 20 years. Now, could you do that right now? Maybe. I mean, you don't have a crazy lifestyle You're living off of four grand a month. But the biggest thing is four grand a month now is a lot less than what it was twenty years ago when they were forty, when they were striving and planning for retirement, because their number might have been a million dollars and they maybe could have lived comfortably with a million dollars at you know, when they were forty because of the way that currency and money was, but now they're sixty five years old. They didn't take into consideration the way that currency and inflation was going to happen. So number one, you have to think about money differently. When you're purchasing something or you're having a transaction, and it's like you want you wanted that more than you wanted money. You know yeah. So I mean, if you had ten million dollars, then maybe yeah you could live comfortably from that point on. you're living off of over uh, over twelve thousand dollars, fifteen thousand dollars a month. Yeah, you could live comfortably today, but what about in 40 years from now? Right? Yeah. yeah. Taking consideration what the inflation is going to be then. So, number one, throughout this time, the only people that aren't prepared are the people that didn't think about money and didn't handle their money properly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and once this whole thing blows over, you're going to see basically the cream is going to kind of rise to the top. You know what I'm saying? As far as when that point in time. Once this whole thing kind of flies by.
0: Absolutely. You know, there are cases where things happen and, you know, you can't prevent it, but we're talking generalities right now that, you know, the general public can take care of their money better than, than they do. Um, so for those of you that haven't listened to the first podcast that me and Anthony did together, Anthony, why don't you tell people a bit about what you do just briefly? Um, and then we'll go from there.
1: Yeah, so I'm a general manager for a life insurance company. Basically, uh, serve 40,000 different unions across the United States for their permanent life insurance benefits, for when they leave the job or for when they, for you know, when they retire. We don't cold call our prospect. They basically request our services. Um, but what my main role is to do is to help train a lot of the individuals on how to make those uh, enrollments happen, um, and how to obviously breed and develop other leaders as well into a management role, and so on and so forth. But uh, that's kind of basically what I do in that aspect. I've dedicated a lot of time towards. I've been doing it for about three years now, um, <clears throat> just about three years over. What is it going to be? Uh, this will come in July. So it's kind of kind of what I what I do. Kind of in a nutshell. So I do a lot of the interviewing, the hiring, directing. Uh, it's a big transition for us now because we're doing everything, you know, on Zoom virtually. So uh, this is kind of like a little test for what I've been studying and learning on this little podcast because kind of navigating around it from what i've been training on and studying on from all these zoom videos so it's kind of cool as far as the transition we're excited for it guys this right here is the new evolution of business you know i know this is our first time doing a podcast virtually but this is the future you know like you could either be on the other side of the, of the spectrum where you're like fuck man you know this all this shit's going on i don't know how many gonna staying in or you have to adapt you, know, you have to be able to in and this right here are able to do this virtually right now because think about what you're able to do as far as in a business perspective you can conduct business anywhere think about that you can conduct business anywhere you know what i mean so as far as that you could take it one or two ways either and that satisfaction where this is an opportunity to grow and take my business to the next level think about how time consuming it is for all of us you know just doing this right here but just think, think about what this situation is going to do to the business world. It's going to be what I would say, like a boom in the business world and a business evolution, because what we have to do is we have to adapt. Think about any time in history where we had to adapt at any given time, you know, we were, it, it grew us and it made us a better country. It grew us and it made us to be more advanced and technological or, you know, in a better financial situation in the, in the long run than the end. You know what I mean? So you have to be on that side of the spectrum as far as how you're able to adapt in this current time that we're all facing.
0: Absolutely, man. Um, What are you guys doing to, have you guys done anything to just kind of calm down your clients or help them get through this tough time? Do you guys talk to people on an individual basis at all? What's that like?
1: As far as our clientele or our uh, managers
0: and agents in general? I'd say both is my question.
1: Yeah, so I mean, for our clients, we understand that number one, you know, no one really wants to have any physical contact, and you know, we're in sales; we're we're all face-to-face sales as far as in our industry, whether it's for a client itself or whether we do interviews for candidates. You know what I mean? That's where a lot of our business kind of stems from, is uh, that person-to-person customer interaction. So basically, we we address those concerns, and people are more appreciative. And that way we address what the concerns are, you know what I mean? Because at that time, it's like we care about, you know, them as an actual individual not just our business and what we're going to get in the long run or what they're going to get in the long run, you know what I mean? We're concerned about, you know, obviously, you know, what's going on. We're promoting social distancing. So everything that we're doing, we're doing it virtual, but we're obviously, we're talking to our clients. We're making sure that they know that this is, we're going out of our way. We're making a transition for them to help them out throughout this time because throughout this time, people need our service the most, life insurance. You know, no matter what, anyone needs life insurance no matter who you are. So we're out of our way right now. We're doing this for you. So when they hear that and they know that they appreciate that because in a time like this, no one really knows what's going to happen. It's the uncertainty aspects. A lot of people really appreciate us doing that for them because who else, what other life insurance company do you know right now that's doing that? Not too many. Over Zoom, maybe a phone call, maybe telesales, but as far as Zoom, virtual presentations, no other life insurance company in the world is doing that. They're not. They're not going to remember mainly what I said on here the whole time, you know. But what they are going to remember is that we went on Zoom, we went of our way, we did this whole presentation, and they're going to remember how I made them feel, and that's the one thing that they're going to remember, and that's what's going to have them uh, know that I truly cared about their family financially from when we started our presentation until when we enrolled them into their policy. But as far as interviews, it's the same type of concept. Uh, we just know that, like we just tell them, you know, due to the coronavirus uh, pandemic right now, everyone's safety is a huge concern. And to be a part of the, the solution, what we're, what we're doing for our candidates is we're making sure we're able to do a Zoom uh, video conference to help be a part of the solution. So this, and then that's how we're able to, Talk to our interviews as well. So we address the concern. We're able to innovate, address their concern because their concerns are our concerns. And obviously that's our concern as well. You know, we don't want to have, we don't want to be promoting social contact too. So, I mean, we're being part of the solution.
0: Absolutely, man. The the social distancing thing and just like making sure your staff and your employees and the people that are around you, as a leader, one of the things that's I think most important right now and I got to say, I, I'm blessed to be able to, to look up to my dad and watching him run his business. And um, one of the things he showed me going through this um, is that as a leader, one of the things you have to do is make sure that your employees and your staff and your team know that you're listening and feeling the same, you know, stresses that they are, you know, making sure that they understand that you care about them the same way that you know, making sure you communicate that because I don't know any good leader who actually doesn't care about their employees. That's not what I'm saying, but it's another thing to communicate that and, and explain, you know, listen, we, we share this concern and we want to make sure everybody's good and all that sort of stuff. So this is, um, this is new territory for both of us, this sort of landscape of business, this sort of, you know, I I've said it again before, but I'll say it again, you know, this recession that we're in, but this is such a unique recession, um, business wise, market wise, whatever it may be. Um, how are you essentially staying motivated with, with seeing all your numbers, probably not as good as the month before seeing, and maybe not immediately, but you know, the fear and everything, how are you staying motivated with everything that's going on? And, um, keeping, staying, pushing through such difficult times as a young entrepreneur that's never been through this before in such uncharted territory.
1: Right. I mean, I just kind of see like what I did in the past, because think about it like this, like what you do right now is what's going to be your life. Like I said, in the last podcast in a year from now, and I think you know, no matter how long this thing kind of drags out, you have to be able to adapt and, and, you know, be able to transition into it right now. So as far as staying motivated, you know, I just think on, Past situations that I was able to overcome, and kind of what my thought process and what my mindset was then. So, you know, I kind of think about it like this right now, where it's right now over the course of the next year, year and a half. Like I was telling you before, we even hopped on here, people are going to jump either up or down on the depth chart based off of their ability to innovate and off of their ability to adapt. So, if you don't innovate or adapt, they're going to go way down on your depth chart, whether it's in your own personal business or whether it's your your own sector whether it's in your own market itself, you know? So the biggest thing is when people are, when businesses are able to adapt and transition, that's how you move up or how you move down. So throughout right now, you have to be able to learn the new avenues to create your revenues. Right? Absolutely. Does that sound familiar, right?
0: Yep. (laughs) That's what
1: I'm saying. This is constantly stuff that I'm telling myself. I'm just blessed to have this kind of, you know, kind of mentorship where, we're getting this stuff straight from the CEO type stuff. But like the biggest thing is if you're sitting around right now, you're going to see yourself in six months or a year from now be way, way behind, you know, even if you're trying to adapt and try to innovate, you're not doing it at the highest effective level. You're still making progress and that's the biggest thing. You're not just sitting around doing it because there's a bunch of other people out there right now throughout this time that are panicking, you know, and they're going to be, they're, they're just going to eventually fold when adversity hits them because you go through a bunch of different stages. You go through a lot of pain, you go through a lot of sacrifice, you go through a lot of blood, sweat, tears, et cetera, a lot of darkness, a lot of, you know, lonely times, you go through a lot of highs, you go through a lot of ho- lows, you know, in business itself or even in life itself. So the times that you're able to show humility and know that those highs don't last forever and that those lows don't last forever, you always, you're always going to stay on common ground. And that's Absolutely. one of the biggest aspects because the tough times don't last forever, but the good times don't always last forever. Absolutely. So when you're on the common ground aspect, you're prepared for whatever comes your way. You know, over the last seven years, if people were just transitioning into the business world or like for myself, you know, if I, let's say I just transitioned into business at 19, I passed, you know, the 2008, 2012, you know, crisis then before I started my business, I didn't really know any better, but the last three years have been great, you know? But the thing is, is right now we're, we're, I'm in a great spot right now because of what I was doing over the last year, for the last three months, over the last two years, over the last three years from when I started, I grinded. So right now I'm not really panicking because number one, I'm in a great financial spot. Number two, the business is operating effectively because of how we're able to adapt and transition. You know, we're being solution minded rather than being problematic minded. And the the people that are able to solve the biggest problems. And the most problems, those are the people that always have an income coming their way no matter what happens in the market or their current industry. So if you have a solution to any problem, you're going to be able to never, ever go broke throughout your life. So right now, be solution-minded. Don't be problematic because if you're problematic, you're just ultimately going to drown. If you're solution-minded, you're going to, to survive this because you're thinking the right aspect. Even if you're making a little bit of progress, you're making some sort of progress towards it. Because there's a lot of people, I guarantee you, half the people, half, the, they're not even gonna try. They're gonna be like, what the fuck? You know, <laughs> I'm sorry, but for real, honestly, this is a panic mode for people. Just look at the market itself. A lot of it's panic selling, but this is just a start for it. So it's, it's, it's people are just in business in general, right now they're panic leaving, they're finding different types of job markets. And that's one of the last things that you should be doing right now. Because what you do right now is what's gonna put you in a position once this whole thing is over. Whether you're in a, you know, a top 10 business, top 25, whatever it might be inside your own category. But what you do now is what's gonna be a direct reflection of what your results are gonna be for when this whole thing surpasses. This is a time where it's not about really, you know, how, it's not really about your name right now. What it is mainly is about convenience as well. Think about that. If you're a convenient for your client right now, shit, you're gonna have a consistent business. So it's all about adapting, and being convenient for your client.
0: Yeah. If you can add value, if you can add value now, you can add value always. Right. Um, One of the things that I, I looked, so I looked at my portfolio investment portfolio value, right. Over one month. And most people would think obviously it would be trending down. But what I've been doing is since the stock market crash has started, I've been selling some extra stuff that I'd laying around just like, you know, fluff, things that I don't need, things that I don't use. And I've been putting that into my portfolio. So I've been doubling down every week. I've been putting more in, putting more in, putting more in. And when I look at the one month trend, it's actually just flat. It hasn't gone up, hasn't gone down. And obviously the stocks that I own have lost value, but I own more, right? It's just that it is at the same value it was a month ago to own less, right? The way I see it, is that when the markets finally rebound, we'll see a massive pop because I own such so much more than I did a month ago, right? Even though my portfolio value is the same, I own more. So I like to think about it. That's the quantifiable reference to how I feel about doubling down in business right now, right? Putting time in into your business, right? Making sure that your customers know that you're there for them. Making sure that your clients know that you're there for them. Making sure that, in every aspect of your business, you're cutting off loose ends. You're cutting off things that are wasteful. When the market pops again, you're going to be so much better. You're going to be so much more profitable. You're going to be. You're going to have such better relationships if you handle all these things now. We're just. You have to survive to the point where we get through it. And the way that you survive these things is in the work prior to it happening. But when you're in it, doubling down, make sure that you come out higher than you were when you when it started, right, or do you feel do you feel differently about it?
1: No, I mean, I totally agree like i I know over the next six months this is gonna be your time to jump into the market. no matter what stock you put it in, you're gonna have a percent return on it in a year or two from now, no matter what happens. I promise you because think about it like this where right now the the big the big industries are the dominators right now because every other business is out of business right now. <laughs> they can't operate they have no income so I think and that's a whole different type of discussion as far as why just large companies i feel like right now are able to be the only ones operating that's a whole different type of discussion um conspiracy theorists you know but like the biggest thing is those are the ones that are always going to strive those are the ones that are always going to make it out the mud per se you know are the business that are open in these types of markets right now those are the ones that are going to be there forever because they have the two cues of business like we were talking about before this call they have the quality they have the quantity to have any long sustaining business you have to have the two Qs of business so those are the ones that you're always going to see make it out the mud where if you put anything right now in the market (laughs) in any of those top top industries you're going to see percent return no matter matter what it is i promise you you'll see it because these mom and pop shops you won't see them anymore and i was saying on my last podcast you know how i was saying that mom and pop shops are the ones that built america those are the ones that kind of made the market a lot more stable was it popping no but it wasn't stable yes it was stabilized because there was a lot of diversification within the market for consumers now there's not much diversification in the market in this current time right now you know right now it's all the major industries so you're going to see those companies those major industries in six to twelve months from now be uh in a better position than they are right now but yeah i don't think we've seen it all so far as far as the Uh,
0: the, um the bear market and i think just to Just to add on to what you're saying, I I would also like to add the fact that I think even for small shops, even for small businesses that can't operate right now, I think there's something to be said for taking a look at the things that you normally don't have time to, right? Like seeing, are there any costs that we can cut that don't need to be there, that aren't actually adding? Are there any opportunity costs? Like, you know, if you have five employees, Is one of them going to be more productive in a different area? Is it worth cutting an area of business? Is it worth bringing that employee somewhere else? Um, Looking at making sure, you know, you're offering the best product, all this sort of stuff. Doubling down on, you know, your website, doubling down on your digital presence, right? Doing all these things as an owner of a small company now will lead to such a massive return if you can make it through on the other end. You know, that's, that's how I feel right now. And that's maybe, you know, I can imagine it from a small screen print shop point of view, because that's what I spent so much of my time building over the past couple of years. But I think that's probably true for all businesses, even businesses that can't operate right now. You know, taking the time to to just cut loose ends is probably going to pay massive dividends when the market is in a good place again, once we're past this.
1: I believe so as well. Right now is where you have to pay the dividend aspect. You have to pay, you have to pay the dividends in order to have the, the withdrawal. You know what I'm saying? Right now is where you have to pay the most dividends. you are going to see the return later on. Once this whole thing is blown by, don't be the person to put those dividends in, you know, once this whole thing blows by, because you're going to be way, way behind them because right now there's a lot of people that are adapting. Like you're saying, you know, looking at things that are going to help, you know, have them sustain, and be able to make it out in the situation. So if you're not currently right now, you're already one step behind. You're six to twelve months behind where you should be. You know what I mean? You're going to see that happen in a year from now. There's going to be a business that's equal to you or even less than you right now, or even an individual. If it's in, if it's in a company itself, and you're in a, you know, sales, and you're a sales team. You know what I mean? You're going to see someone either be twelve months ahead or twelve months behind based off of what they do. While we're all, you know, transitioning and adapting throughout throughout this time that we're all going through, honestly, you you will see it happen. I promise you. We'll see it happen in every industry. We'll see it happen in ours. You'll see it happen in (laughs) years.
0: I hadn't thought about that within a business that makes perfect sense too, man within like salespeople. If you are working a sales job and you have other people that you're selling against or that your um, metrics are put up against, like putting in the work now, guess what? The other people, there's a good chance they're not. You know what I mean? Doubling down, putting in just as much effort as you were before, even though you're getting a eighth of the results that you were prior to the market crash. You know, is that what you're saying? That's, I mean, that's yeah. odd.
1: Yeah, exactly right. Because then, <laughs> when, once the market starts going, you're going to have, you know, your shit, your shit, found, found, you're going to have your foundation laid out. Then once the market kind of creeps up again, or when the economy gets back on track, or when everything in the dust kind of settles, you basically have something kind of pulling you up the hill already. You're already on the chairlift. Yup. Cause you already have cash flow. You already have a business operator. You already went through the mud. You already have loyal people because when you're going throughout this time with people that are day ones or people that were there for, you know, day one of your business, and you're still with them. You should be talking with those types of people right now. And when you are, when you guys make it out of this, you guys are going to be tired than ever because you went through something that's fucking history. You know, you went through something that's fucking history. You're going to be something, you're going to have a bond that no other person, that you're not going to have with any other person before, I promise you. With your business partner right now, when you guys are going through this situation, adapting and doing whatever it takes to make it out this time, I promise you, you guys will be at a tighter bond than what you were before this, this, this even happened. You'll be at a tighter bond once this all surpasses than what you were at the highest point of your production or at the highest point of what your business was operating on I promise you that because you're going to create loyalty. And then after that surpasses, they already know that no matter what problem happens in the shop or the business or on a day-to-day basis, they know that that problem could be solved because you already solved one of the biggest things that's been hit and not just that business or them themselves, but the whole nation, you know, you're going to have that type of loyalty with those people. So you should be checking up and still building your relationships with the people that you're surrounded with. And, it, uh, you know, inside your workplace, I promise you, you have to, you have to keep building that relationship aspect. It's the number one thing you should be doing right now.
0: What are you doing personally to like double down right now? Like what do you uh, maximize? Exactly. Like, what are you trying to do to like maximize your time now? Like prior to the market crash, maximizing your time meant building your team and talking with clients, right? Like that sort of stuff. Now, is it any different? Is it Are you doing different things? Are you trying to take a different approach?
1: Well, honestly, the last uh, today and yesterday, we uh, just switched to all virtual presentations. So over the last two days, I've honestly just been studying, 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 studying all the virtual presentation slides and the new scripts and everything like that. So I'm able to train my team on that tomorrow as well as on Monday. Uh, that's one of the biggest things that I've been investing into as far as the last two days. But before, the, like, when this whole coronavirus thing kind of happened, we were kind of just very communicative with our, like, we were very, you know, making sure that we all communicate with our people. We were saying, hey, listen, if you don't feel comfortable, don't worry about it. You know, sign up some family members, do what you can referrals, 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 or if you feel comfortable going rocket. But obviously Governor Wolf kinda of shut us down by uh, shutting off door to door contact. So all of us are transitioning, like I said, into those virtual things. But you know what I'm doing for my team is I'm just checking up on them, just making sure that we're there for them. You know, it's like, hey, like right now one of my boys, uh one of my boys like fiance, oh no, they're married now. Wow. Wow. Yeah, they're married now. He's, she's out uh, really sick. So texting them every day, you know, how's she feeling? I hope she's doing good. How's she feeling? Does she need anything? Do you guys need anything You're good, bro? You fine? you have any questions on the scripts I sent you over? Like I'm making sure that there's no questions we're doing this because again, I'm trying to create that. We are creating that type of loyalty. So I know that we've been around for, you know, wow, almost 70 years now in business. So and I know that we're in a, we're in a great you know company as far as long sustaining, as far as, any economic crisis that hits us because in 2008, 2012, we still had uh, the biggest year, the biggest years ever within our company. So again, because of the two cues of business, the quality and the quantity. So I know that no matter what, I want to be loyal to this company and be loyal to my people because in the long run, I know that the company is going to withstand the situation no matter what kind of financial situation happens, you know? So just going to make sure I'm staying loyal to them, checking up on them every single day. But the biggest thing is if they have questions, I'm always, you know, picking up the phone immediately. I'm the biggest person to pick up the phone as, as soon as possible. Like, I, I ask any person I'm not well, I promise you, they call me. I pick up them, like, I kid you not, three to five seconds. Be right there. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, I, the biggest aspect is, you know, leading by the front with the action.
0: Absolutely. I think one of the things that was so impressive and that people really found very interesting about your strategy personally when we did our first podcast was how much you look forward, right? You don't pay attention to the now. You don't sweat now too much. You think about the actions that you need to take for tomorrow, right? And, and a month for now and a year for now. And before this podcast started, I told you about how lately, just to keep my mind clear, I, I've been, you know, I drive to work in the morning and the sun's rising and I sit in my apartment and I watch the sunset at the end of the day. And that's to remind me that time doesn't stop, right? So time's not going to stop for you, for me, for Corona, for nobody, right? So at the end of the day, you need to understand that your actions are going to have a lasting effect now. So if you're not taking care of your employees when they need you the most, if you're not taking care of your family when they need you the most, if you're not doing all this sort of stuff now, guess what? Tomorrow's going to happen and tomorrow they'll remember it. And vice versa. If you're doing the right things, tomorrow's going to happen, right? If you're doing all the right things, tomorrow's going to happen and it's going to be better, right? The sun will rise. All you have to do is do your best to make sure that you're in a better place tomorrow than you are today and do everything in your power to control the things that you can control and focus on the future. But you can't control the uncontrollables, and trying to force yourself to control the uncontrollables is just not going to put you in a good spot
1: you can't, you can't, you can't control what you can't control. And that's one of the biggest things that people kind of like stuck in concrete on, you know, it's like they get stuck in the ground. You can't control that. So I mean, why, why are you letting that affect your actions, your thought process, your feelings, your emotion? It's so like mm-hmm. you said on the last part, I still remember you said that humans are all emotional sponges, you know what I'm saying? So, so when you absorb that shit, you fucking either squeeze out some shit that's going to be toxic for you or something that's going to help improve you. I think,
0: I think that's huge. Dude, listen, I need to get up and use the restroom, but I want you to tell everyone, <laughs> for the young entrepreneurs, so I'm talking under 30, under 30, what are you recommending to people to stay focused on? What are you recommending people do right now? And what are you recommending people focus on for the future to make sure that they come out on the other end of this better, happier, healthier, and with a stronger business and a stronger, you know, all the, all the different things you focus on personally, you know, what would you say to somebody?
1: Gotcha. Uh, that's a pretty good question. A long extended question for you to use the bathroom. I like it. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, honestly, in all seriousness, I think one of the biggest things that we all should be doing right now um, throughout this time that we can't really do much, you know, we can't go to an actual gym or a personal gym. I'll start off with the health aspect. What you should be doing as far as the health aspect is making sure that you're eating the right types of foods, you're eating every single three to four hours a day, you're drinking at least a gallon of clean water a day with a high pH, making sure it's not very acidic, but with a high pH, um, making sure that you're not eating past 8.30 at night, making sure you're not eating fruit past 1 p.m., uh, making sure you're not drinking coffee more than once a day, These are the things that you should be making sure that you're taking care of your mind, your body, and your spirit. But obviously, we're talking more about the body aspect currently. Now, making sure that you're not eating anything that's far as packaged foods, anything that's going to help you slow you down as far as within your mind, your body, or your spirit. Uh, That's one of the biggest things as far as staying on top of your health and making sure you're still doing a health routine, stretching out, making sure we're doing these things on a daily basis. This is so important for you to do because we can't go out and we can't, do all the physical activities on a daily basis that we typically do with throughout the summertime because we're all getting kind of antsy throughout the summer right now with the sun's shining out. Like I want to go out and play basketball, but we can't go out and play basketball. It's, you know, 12 sweaty ass dudes breathing all over each other's necks right now. You know, we, we can't do that, but we're fucking men. We want to do that shit, but we can. So we have to find different avenues, be able to do ups, sit-ups, make a goal for yourself for how many you want to do per day. I mean, I have a goal that I want to do 150 push-ups every single day when I wake up. Typically, I do 100, but I'm like, fuck it. I ain't going to the gym. Let's do 150. <laughs> you know? Like, make adaptations and evolve yourself. Right now, focus on what you could do to help evolve and progress yourself For when this whole thing blows by. You'll be a totally different person. The next person that you will socialize with, be like, wow, you're fucking changed. But you could change in one of two ways. Either, fuck, I, again, I'm problematic where I looked at it in the wrong way, where I didn't grow in advance improve my better self or i did the complete opposite where i improved my my better self and my health aspect my my uh, mind my my mind aspect my spirit aspect at that point in time you're a totally totally different individual for the better you're crushing life you're more confident you're you're you're, you're pushing more production in your business than ever because of you're so confident in yourself based off of what you were doing in the dark you shining in the light because of what you did in the dark people don't get that man People don't understand that. So, and that aspect for your health, that's super important. For your mind aspect, making sure that you're still reading books constantly. If I were to show you my bookshelf right now, I have so many books. I'm prepared for this type of situation. If we didn't leave for a fucking year, I would still have enough books (laughs) to withstand me, to withhold me. If you're not that type of person, you're not investing into your business and yourself enough. So that's something that you should write down and check out is making sure you have enough books to invest in you because if you're not investing in you. It's not the best investment. Again, what you're paying that piece of paper, that money towards is you wanted that more than money. But obviously, if you want knowledge, you got to invest into knowledge. So making sure that you're still constantly reading your shit, man. Don't get off your routine. If you have a routine of, of reading, don't get off that routine. And if you have a routine of reading, read more. If you don't have a routine of reading, fucking read. This is the time to figure out you because there's no better time to figure out you than, you, than right now but the hardest thing in the world is conquering yourself and figuring out yourself, but there's no other better way to do it than right now.
0: <laughs> no, to absolutely. <laughs> God. Absolutely. It? Dude, double down on yourself. And I also want to add on this, right? The first time I ever in my life had to spend a lot of time by myself, it got scary because I had to face my demons for the first time and face my problems. Right? So a lot of people, this might be their first time having to spend a lot of time in isolation right without the distraction that is life so face those demons right take some time and better yourself in all areas of your life right if faith is important to you you're someone that really practices their faith right i'm sure you're doubling down on your faith now too and just taking the time to do that sort of stuff it's it's in all avenues of your life doubling down right now in such a hard point is going to be incredible for every aspect of your life when you come through the other side of this.
1: I think so as well. I think that's important. And it's important. You're either growing or dying, you know, especially right now you're either growing or you're dying. You're either taking seven steps forward, you're taking five steps forward and two steps back. If you're working five days a week and then taking the two days to fuck around. I mean, it's all about how you view. It. It's all about what you do right now, but you do it one of two ways. You know, you have to, right now is when you should be doubling down on everything. Like you said, not just on yourself, but your business, the most important to yourself. Right now is the time to do it. I promise you. You'll be a lot better off in six months or a year from now. Once you do, you're going to come out on top. But it's all about how you handle it. It really is. It really is. Because there's a lot of time. I mean, we, we there's history repeats itself, like I said before, man. Like, we've made it out of time like this before. Now, is it this drastic where it was that chart I showed you before? Right? I mean, I could pull it up now, but it ain't that drastic. No. But, I mean, at the same exact time, this is, this is just more opportunity because we're able to see what the – what the, the economic growth is, is able to actually get to, we know that we know, we know right now what the potential of the economic market could be, right? Yep. We know, we know the dog hit 30,000. We know that <laughs> it's not like it's impossible. I bet you 20 years ago, they didn't think the dog hit 30,000. <laughs> Do you think that probably not, <laughs> you know, 20 years ago, they probably had no idea it could hit 30 K, but we know it hit 30 K now in 20 years. People would probably call us crazy if we said in 20 years it probably hit 60k, but shit. Probably will. Yeah. You know what I mean? So what I think is that right now we just know what the what the quote unquote the cap of what the market could possibly be and what the economy is kind of transitioning towards. Like it's like it's like basically the top line of what we know is actually possible as of right now. So we know kind of like, you know, the opportunity bubble per se you know the risk of opportunity we kind of know how much opportunity is in front of us that's how i look at it the more the more that everything go, kind of goes down the more opportunity we have to bounce right back up because we know what the capacity is we at least know our quote unquote what our ceiling could be but you could always surpass the ceiling you know but at least we know what the ceiling actually is and what it's actually capable that yeah. way we're not just fucking flying into thin air you know what i'm saying
0: <laughs> yeah but
1: at least we know what, what we could actually be towards so I've, I've, I look at it as an opportunity, you know, I see it as an opportunity to actually ma- maximize as far as what we've been able to grow the last seven years. Shit, we lost it right now. You know, mm-hmm. what we've done in the last seven years, we lost in a month. But it's an opportunity to get on as far as what you missed out on the last seven years if that's the case.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, for you as somebody who studies the market a lot and reads a lot of books, was this, different than what you were expecting as far as your first market correction and market recession? Like,
1: oh man. Yeah. I didn't think it was going to come this fast. Like I didn't think it was going to crash this fast. Honest to God. Honestly, I knew, I knew something like this was going to happen in the future, but I don't think it was going to happen in 2020 number one, but I didn't think it was going to just, everything was just going to fall so quickly. You know, I had no idea. I didn't, I didn't predict it like this. I'm going to be for real.
0: No, I don't think anyone could have. um, You know, even with, like we were talking about prior to this podcast, um, even with us seeing coronavirus, you know, months in advance, nobody expected it to hit like this. Nobody expected it to crush the U.S. economy the way that it is and affect day-to-day life the way that it is and, and put the fear that it is into everybody's heart. And I'm scared of it, right? But I'm taking the precautions and not living my life from a state of fear, but you know, I'm, I'm doing everything I can to stay healthy. It's crazy. And for me, I, I mean, I've had cash on the sidelines for the past two years, probably waiting for some sort of a market recession because I don't pretend to know when it's coming. I don't pretend to know more than anybody else. And you don't do the same, right? Like we don't, neither of us try to be the smartest guy in the room. We just try to be prepared for whatever life throws at us. And for me, I was sitting on cash because I didn't know when it was going to happen. But just like you said, I knew it was going to happen. History repeats itself. And man, I had no idea that it was going to go this fast, this hard and be this volatile too. Because I got to tell you, the one thing that surprised me was the amount of green days we've had this month and big green days, big, big green days. And it's like all investor days. Crap. It's like, what's going on?
1: Investor days.
0: Yeah. And it's, I I got a text from somebody who's much smarter in the market than I am on the first big, you know, six or 7% green day that we had after a major, major crash. And I was like, what the heck's going on? And he said, this is an amazing opportunity for investors to get out before it plummets. And in my mind, I looked at it like, wow, we must be, everything must be fine. Some news of a Corona vaccine must've come out or something. Like, why would it be green? Who's buying all this stock? And then the next day we were down ten percent, and it's like, mm-hmm. whoo, okay, so the market isn't really an intelligent being. It's kind of fear based. It's kind of you know right now it's not even really off of numbers. It's just off of fear. It's just off of future, you know, potential for earnings to be bad, and it's yep. just wow. That part really surprised me as somebody who's never been through something like this before.
1: Yeah, if you check out the S and P. Uh, bear market like you, you could trade it you could publicly trade it and bro it's been up like over 150 percent the last month which is ridiculous it was at like it was at like four bucks you could buy a contract for like four bucks dude and it's at like 30 40 percent like it's 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 ridiculous dude it's crazy a lot of it is investor based right now i mean it's not something that's like safe to play as far as you know like I mean it's it's more of like a day trade if you're investing in the market right now it's either put options or day trades <laughs> one or the two I mean you you're not going to find anything as far as you know buy and hold right now um, don't do it please don't you're gonna hurt yourself just wait just wait for the dust to kind of settle wait, wait, we can argue market. about
0: this we can argue about this cuz I'm uh, that's my personal perspective Yeah absolutely no and I respect it but I'm a long-term buy and hold investor and personally I think no one is ever going to be able to guess the bottom. So you just have to buy slowly this whole time. And guess what? If it keeps going down, you're going to lose. And yes, there's a chance that we are way far away from the bottom and that we are going to continue to fall very fast. But there's also a chance that on Monday, Canada finds a vaccine and the markets explode 20% in the next day. And guess what? If you are not investing the whole time, you're not going to have any piece of that. If you're not, taking opportunities, low prices, the whole way down, you're never going to actually find the bottom. You're going to find somewhere in the middle or you're going to buy in at the top or you're going to buy in a green day that you think everything's good. And then it's going to plummet the next day. You know what I mean? So, but I agree if you're trying to play the market day by day, options and day trading is like the way to go. There's long term Like right now,
1: right, right now, bro, just, yeah, like right now, think about think about how many business businesses can't operate though. It's mm-hmm. the biggest aspect. So like if you're going to invest, the only thing I would invest in right now is something that's operating. You know what I'm saying? Something that has cash flow. Um, something that's gonna be able to have some sort of cash flow and income, something that's be able to continue to operate unless there's a complete national shutdown, those are the things I would invest in right now. I wouldn't invest in anything that can't operate. <laughs> wouldn't make any sense to. But yeah, I mean I see I see where you're coming from. That would be an only exception that I would say mm-hmm. in that case is if something is still operating. Like right now, um, McDonald's, you know, it's a great time to at least purchase something at McDonald's, I feel like. Um, also, Microsoft, I feel like those are things that are going to continue to operate throughout something like this. Cool. Unless there's a complete national shutdown. Yep, Google, it's another one. Amazon, I mean, there's shit like that. Tesla. Uh, Tesla did shut down one facility, but they didn't completely shut down. You Got know. So here's those are things the, that I'll be looking at. Other than that,
0: here I'm gonna play save the, save, save, it, save the you. headache. Devil's advocate for you. Um I personally would invest in companies that um have the runway, like the 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 cash to sustain maybe four or five months of not being able to operate. Because these companies, if you're buying them the whole way down, because people are not gonna be buying it. They're going to be so on sale, but at the end of it, the business values, the actual business itself still makes sense, right? It's just that short term it's getting crushed by a pandemic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that's yeah. risky. That's real risk. If you're talking it about a that can't operate and you don't know when this pandemic's going to be over, then you're talking about real risk. You know what I mean? You're talking about gambling.
1: You know? And that's the, that's the biggest aspect. Think about what you just said. I don't want to put my money towards something that I don't know that's not going to be here in 20 years from now. Like that, that's why I won't invest in a car dealership or invest in anything like that dude. Cause I don't know in 20 years, if we're just going to be using flying cars. (laughs) <laughs> who the fuck knows, bro? You know what, I'm, you know what I mean? We might not, We might have to buy a car online now and just do everything over over Zoom like we're doing this. Like, who knows, dude? I'm Absolutely. not going to invest in something like a car dealership. I want something I know that's going to be there forever no matter what happens to the economy, no matter what happens as far as how the world and the business world evolves. It's still going to stand in, 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 in the ground, you know? So I want to invest into something, again, you know, that right now can't operate. Uh, I mean, there's different perspectives you can look at it as, but... Sure that would be my thing. Yeah. And in that, in that kind of circumstance, if they're going to be here in like 20, 40 years, then maybe, maybe I might do it. But yeah. if you ain't going to be here in 20 or 40 years, if there's like a crazy evolution in technology or business itself, I ain't put my money towards it unless it's for a short term aspect,
0: you know? Absolutely. Awesome. Is there anything else you want to say? I think, I mean, these are crazy times. And if you're, like I said, under 30, this is your first time going through something like this as a young professional, you know, um, we're all going through this together. Um, this is something that, you know, we've heard about for years and we're finally experiencing it for the first time ourselves. And this one is very different and very special. And this is an opportunity, right? You can look at this a couple different ways, but the way that you and I, and I don't mean to put words in your mouth, but I think I'm right when I say it, the way that you and I are looking at this as opportunity. And that's what that's what's going to make the difference between you and I and other young individuals that are looking at this as an opportunity versus people that are saying, man, I can't find any opportunity here. There's no way to make money. There's no way to grow a business. There's no way to survive. If, mm-hmm. if you can see opportunity in a time like this, you will 1000% succeed in a bull market. You know, it's, it's just how it works. So any last words? Anything you want to add? Anything that we didn't cover?
1: Yeah, I mean, this isn't going to be our last, though. I do want to bring that up. This isn't going to be our last for anyone oh, who's probably listening to this. True,
0: very true. You know what
1: I'm saying this isn't going to be our last one. So think about where you where you are right now, and how well you prepared for it, because it came in so quick. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you might have, you might have quote unquote prepared for it by buying your food, buying your water, buying your your toilet paper, as they say, you know, but are you prepared financially? Are you prepared for what afterwards is going to be? Are you prepared for the adaptation, the transition to what you're going to have to do as a business itself or even as a person? If you go to the gym, now you're going to have to have to work out at home. It's that type of same thing in business. You know what I mean? This isn't going to be our last, but when the next time this happens for all of us, what position are you going to be in? that time because this isn't going to be our last next time this happens something like this what position do you want to be in and what you do now is always going to be a direct reflection of where you are going to be as a business aspect or personally or financially or spiritually or mentally when that time happens years to come you know so think about that you know because it could happen at any point in time it could happen so quick at the blink of an eye so stay ready so you don't ever have to get ready that would be my biggest piece of advice for the next time we acquire something like this, because it's a big eye opener for a lot of people expand a lot of people's horizons, you know, to think in different ways, think outside the box, as far as a business aspect or innovating personal aspect. But you know, next time, how, how, how well prepared do you want to be financially, spiritually, mentally, physically?
0: Boom. Awesome, dude. Listen, you always bring the fire and I know people always love it. So thank you for doing this. Um, as always, where can people reach you?
1: Oh, they can reach me. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I don't want to give my phone number on here. Obviously. No, no, no,
0: no,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but my Instagram Anthony Spataro, A N T H O N Y S P A T A R O. Um, any questions, reach out. Any person looking for work right now, you know, I know a lot of people, a lot of businesses are out of work. I know we're still in business again, we're doing virtual presentations. So, if anyone's looking for any source of income. Uh, I'm hiring some, some callers to make calls out to set some appointments for clientele that requested our services. We're not cold calling or prospecting. Don't worry about that. But if you're out of work right now, need some sort of income, let us know. I'll reach out to you, see what we can do for you. But you know, I'll, I'll see what we can do because I know a lot of people right now are struggling for work. So we want to be able to protect and serve clients throughout this time because they need our, they need our product the most and we need to protect and serve the community by giving them some sort of income. So, that's how we're, that's how we as a business are looking about this as an opportunity aspect, not just for us to grow and sustain, but also for other people, other individuals in the community to create an income and help other people to help other people by helping protect their family. So, I mean, if anyone's out there looking for some sort of income, if you're out of work, reach out to me, don't be afraid, I promise you. Again, you know, I, we we talk to people, you know, the biggest thing is we're all, full of emotion so you know don't be afraid to reach out honestly
0: honest to god boom awesome brother thank you so much for doing this this has been free coffee episode number oh i got another phone call right there at the end episode number 17 <laughs> thank you guys so much Until next time peace peace